0: what's up and what's happening tpe fam we're back with another episode of the pivot experience and on this episode we have a very special guest our guest comes from us all the way from oklahoma he is a pastor a leader a father a grandparent a husband he holds so many titles uh with pastoring experience of over 20 years uh he has formed his own leadership and training program, One Voice LLC. I am super excited to have none other than the Pastor Rodney Payne on the TPE. Um, he is going to share a lot of great information regarding leadership, his philosophy on having a team, and hiring people that will fulfill uh, the needs of his business outside of his own interest. Man, I cannot wait till you guys get a chance to listen to this conversation. Let's jump into the episode. Take this, my love, my. and what's happening TPE family and we're back with another episode and I've got a very special guest online Um, I'll be lying to you if I said I've met this gentleman in person but um, in my journey of leadership and trying to get better and trying to continue to develop myself I ran across um, an interesting fellow on Instagram uh, by the name of Rodney Payne Um, and Rodney has a podcast he has a leadership business where he does coaching and counseling and building up people and he He's a full-time pastor, full-time husband, um, full-time family man, and I just couldn't help but to reach out to him when it was. I was thinking about potential guests for for the show, and I had to kind of tug on his coattail to see if he would be willing to to join us. And he uh, he uh, he obliged, and I'm so happy to have none other than Pastor Rodney Payne on the line. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing well, sir. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Now, tell the people, uh, where are you from? You know, how'd you get your start in leadership? How'd you get your start in ministry? You know, kind of give us some, some background and some context.
1: You might want to let me know how long we have. You asked my story. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not a young man anymore. I'm a grandfather, so it would take a while. Wow. <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma City. I grew up in the Greater Oklahoma City metro area, really in the country. Uh, for those who are are from Oklahoma, it'd be Eastern Oklahoma County, and so that's where I grew up and and was a church baby and local. Grew up in the community school. I was part of the first uh, group that was bused from one side of the other, from one side of town the other side of town. So, grew up from a large family in in in, in respects that my mother was the baby of eleven, my father's the oldest of six. So I grew up with a bunch of cousins on my mother's side alone. I have 41 first cousins. So so that's where it all kind of began there. Uh, as we Well, I,
0: I, right. hold on, hold on, hold on. 41 first cousins. Yes, I mean, sir. you got to have some maybe some leadership skills was starting uh, right right then. That, that's a that's a small that's a small church almost. Uh, <laughs> well, no, listen, as
1: a, you want to talk about a small church? I, I have three first cousins on my mother's side who are also preachers.
0: Wow. Oh, OK, so, yeah. I yeah. bet you have a good time when y'all get together.
1: Oh, when we we rent out an entire hotel just to have our family reunions, and we have our own church, we have our own musicians, our own choir, our own deacons, our own preachers, our own congregation. Uh, we do it every other year. So yeah, I, I come from a a large family, and and that's the foundation of my my morals, my spirituality, my leadership values. Um, you, you know, my uncles and my aunts they taught me, and they they taught us. It was the way we lived. Our my parents, our grandparents. Uh, we just learned how to do things the right way. So much of what I learned in leadership was uh, intuitive over intentional.
0: OK, wow. And and so so I appreciate that, that that backstory. Now, from my understanding, you're also an author as well, and you also have a leadership business. Could you give us a little context or some information around those two things?
1: Well, man, so listen, I started preaching uh, in 1996. I was a deacon two years before that. That's where the ministry comes in. I've been a senior pastor for 14 years, starting my 15th year of that. So uh, early in my ministry, uh, I was compelled to write a book called 90 Days of Believing God. Uh, The premise of the book was to help a person with the how-to of believing God, not just the saying, I believe God. So again, a leadership initiative. I followed that up with my second book called 90 Days of Believing God, the devotional and journal. So now we're going to take you and take you from the education or the academics of believing God to the practicality in going through 90 days of devotions where you're going to answer questions, write your thoughts out and then do some devotion with that. So that's my my second book. And right now I'm really, really excited to be here. And I want to thank you so much for letting me be in the room today. We we have just released our most recent project Uh, It's called Critical Decisions Made Easy. It is my first leadership uh, book. It's a a leadership only book. And so it's focused on helping you with a decision making process that's reproducible, that gives you consistent results that you can be confident in and helps leaders to make decisions. What, What I find is that every great leader is a great decision maker. And so uh, how do we codify that? How do we put that in the process? So uh, we have just released that book. It's actually in production right now. And we expect the, uh, the actual books to drop here in the next, I don't know, 15, 20 days. So we're excited about it.
0: Wow, I mean, I, I think you know that. Kudos to you for taking on the uh, not only the having the courage to write one book, but now you're on your third physical print project. And so, you know, a lot of people don't make it to the first one. So, so hats off to you in that regard. Is there a website, or do we do? Is that Instagram? How do we? How do we purchase? How do we? How do we patronize you?
1: The answer is yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> the easiest way is I am Rodney R Payne. Rodney R P A Y N E. Uh, I have a RodneyRpain.com and all of my social is at RodneyRPayne. You can find information about the book in all of those places, and you can order it directly. It's available for pre-order right now at $15. They'll be shipping first week of February, so we're really, really close.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit, and this is a little off script. Um, You you and I have something in common in the context of I really enjoy – john maxwell's is commentary content and uh, just his overall philosophy on leadership and uh, i saw something you posted the other day that resonates well with me that's something I, I still use ever since i first heard it um i still use it in my conversation with the uh, my fellow teammates and you know just around when i'm talking about leadership and uh, you, you know maxwell defines leadership as influence nothing more nothing less and so and and what is your take on that? What is your view on that? I know I'm kind of maybe putting you on the spot a little bit. That wasn't in our our, our questions, but I felt I feel confident that you can probably go on that. Um, you probably got some words to share with us on that. Listen, I,
1: everybody who knows me knows you'll run out of questions before I run out of words, so don't worry about that. Yes, sir. But uh, Don C. Maxwell, I I have the privilege of calling him my mentor. Uh, when I started pastoring in 2009, I had been elected in 2008, and I went looking for resources to help me. And the name that kept coming back was John Maxwell and his number one bestselling leadership book of all times, the original version, the 10th anniversary, and just last year, the 25th anniversary, the 20, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. I went and bought that course and don't don't date me and don't don't start with me. I, it, it was a CD book, CD DVD pack, uh, and you write it out. and And I taught, I took my team here at the church through it for 21 months. I did one concept per month. I took it. I let John teach it. Then I came back and made it applicable to us and relevant to us. And I did this for 21 times. And then I went through several other Maxwell programs. And, and before you know it, um, I, I am a, I'm a student of Maxwell. And, and that that's great and it got to be a good start. Then I found out there's a program that he has that you can certify to become one of his team members. And so when I found that out, this would have probably been 2018, I took on that initiative. And so I've had the chance to be personally interviewed by John Maxwell, I see him in person at least twice a year. And so I get to watch him and, and get to learn at his feet. So uh, he is very influential and one of my mentors uh, from a distance, but also personally, I get I, again, I get a chance to sit there and listen to him in in a, in a setting. Matter of fact, I'm going here in a couple months to see him again. So that began to shape and put some process to my leadership. Again, many of the things that I started, I mentioned earlier, they were intuitive, not intentional. I didn't know I was leading. I just recognized that I had influence. I understood I had influence, but I didn't understand the responsibility of that influence. So when I began to put these processes in place and, and really study John, his material and others, it gave process to many of the things that I had just, again, intuitively intuitively had learned and processed through my family or through ministry. Um, I'm also a 25-year, re, uh, not retired, I'm too young to retire, but transitioned from corporate America. I was in banking and finance for 25 years. So through through the entire mix of this entire process, the one thing that keeps coming back to me is leadership.
0: That's the one thing. It keeps coming back, leadership. Yeah, I mean I mean and I, if I, if I'm not mistaken um Maxwell says it all the time everything rises and falls on leadership. And so that that doesn't matter what you're oh, yeah. doing whether whether it's you know you know from pastoral duties to uh, your your role as a husband, your role as a father, your role now as a grandfather—it all has varying levels of leadership. So, no, that's awesome. I'm I I, I wanted to say my my knee jerk reaction was, well, everybody ain't able just to um you know to see John Maxwell twice twice a a year. You know, I work for Chick fil A currently. I've been there twenty years and. Back in the day, like early on in my leadership, say about 15 years ago, Chick-fil-A were bringing Maxwell in every year to talk to the operators and to the the owners of Chick-fil-A. And we were fortunate enough to, here we go, dating ourselves uh, to get DVDs of those talks. You know, before they were streaming, before they uploaded all the, you know, all the fancy things that we have now, we used to have the DVDs of those conversations. And I think really that was really one of the, the more pivotal moments in my career is being able to absorb the information from titans like like john maxwell Andy stanley uh jim collins uh craig rochelle well craig Rochelle's newer but you know a lot of those guys kind of blazed a trail that kind of puts me in the position that i'm in today um in terms of wanting to do this really those guys and a few others are inspiration to why i want to get on, on the microphone and get on video and kind of i you know i tell i say to myself you know i want to represent the new generation of those individuals you know uh y- you've got i mean of course there's still teaching they're still vibrant they're still um in the in the space but but you know i want to try to represent the 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 younger group of people who are coming behind them um to kind of carry that baton on but enough about that um so what is your leadership style i know you i know i've heard you say this a couple times it's uh, intuitiveness over intentionality and so would you call that you know would you phrase that as your leadership style not at
1: all not at all that's how i got here it's basically when you have a strength zone or, or a gift set. Sometimes you can. It appears you've stumbled into something. My actual style is: I am an equipping leader. I'm. I'm I believe in equipping a team member. I, I don't. I don't believe in sending you out there not knowing what you're doing. I believe in training, equipping, and then empowering, and then holding accountable. So if you if, if you have to back me into a corner and say, "What's my style?" I'm going. I'm the how-to guy. I'm. Go, I'm not going to say you got to do a better job of communicating. That's way too vague for me. I'm going to say, okay, we're having a challenge communicating. Let's learn some communication styles that work with our individuals on our team. And this is how you might do that. So I'm going to equip
0: Wow. Okay. So, and, and I think that to me is very sound, a, a very sound approach. Um, it, you know, one, you uh, hire somebody that you trust or you attract someone that you trust. You make sure that they have the, the appropriate tools to be able to do the job. Um, you, you monitor them, giving them, you know, some, some space, and then you just hold them accountable to the stuff that, you know, you taught them. Um, and I, And I think a lot of people can learn from that because I think too many of us just say, Hey, go do this. And we rely on common sense. Uh, to to lead the way, whereas that's where we have a lot of tension and a lot of rub and a lot of mis- a lot of mishaps because hey, I haven't exactly told you what I wanted you to do, and sometimes I fall victim to that. Honestly, you know, I'll say something yeah. just with the with the intention of them just thinking hey you should know what's in my mind you know and that's not the case a lot of the time so that's 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 awesome and so I think that kind of just pipelines us into the the next question you know how do you develop others I mean I know you just kind of gave me a a synopsis of of what your uh, leadership philosophy is but how do you on a day-to-day basis or quarter to quarter how do you go about developing the people around you whether that's in your ministry or in
1: your leadership business well, I, what I've done is I've transitioned from intuition to intentionality. So I'm a very intentional leader. So uh, my my goal is to, um, I want to not, uh, I want to extend myself. I, I, don't, I don't want to reproduce myself. I want to extend myself. And so that's where the equipping comes in. So I, I, I don't want you, if I'm leading you to become just like me, I want to find out what, is in you and I want to leverage that and add that to what I am and add it to add me to what you are and now we're extending leadership so we've got common vision we've got common purpose uh, we've got common goals we've got common values but at the end of the day we have individual strengths and so I want to leverage your strength in leadership and you leverage mine and we we add those together and when you add them together you get an exponential product you get something that's bigger than you or I could either do individually, and so that's what I want to do. Is I want to extend myself in leadership. I believe that you can have ten people in a room. There's not one person in that room that's smart as all ten together. Just not. There's just not going to be one. So let's add ourselves together and make the biggest impact possible.
0: Well, wow, that that that's 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 a quotable. I think I'm going to clip that one up, and uh, we'll we'll get some graphics around that one for sure. Um, so. Speaking of strengths, right, speaking of, you know, I'm assuming if you in a room of 10, there's you know varying strengths are across the room. Some might be more effective in communication. Some might be more effective in building relationships. Some might be more effective in the analysis of the numbers. Where do you think you lie um, on the on the, the, the scale of strengths? Like, what if someone was to ask you, you know, what's your greatest strength or, or what do you feel like you do? Well, what would that be?
1: Um, that's probably the question I hate worse than any question. I don't like that question because I don't like it because I don't like talking about me. I like, I'm here to help you. I like to add value to others. So, um, a strength is, um, I believe I can mobilize the team and, and we can, we can go take that hill. You will believe in what we're doing and we can go get it. I, I believe in my team. I believe in empowerment and I don't believe there's anything we cannot do. I, I just don't believe I, I don't take no for an answer. We're not no, we can do this. Let's go. And I believe in winning. So that's probably let let's get on the same page. Let's get there. Paint the clear picture. And when you'd want to stop or you might give up on your own or you might stop somewhere along the way. Nah, we're not doing that. Let's go get it.
0: Okay. That's that's fair. Now, since you say you don't know, like talking about yourself in a gleaming way. What would you, okay, so let's see if can, are you critical of yourself now? What would you think something that you can, can get better at? What, 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 what blind spots does, does uh, Pastor Rodney have?
1: At my phase of life, sir, I don't concern myself with blind spots. I hire somebody to do them. So I believe in addition, I believe in augmentation. So I, I'm not concerned about, um, I can do organized detail work. I don't like it. I don't like being in a room by myself with with paper and pens. I don't like it. I don't want to create spreadsheets. I can. I'm very effective at it. I yeah, I'm competent, I guess I would say, but I do not like it. So I have someone around me that helps me in those areas where I so I don't I, I'm a strength leader. I don't believe in in mitig- I believe that you can grow your strengths exponentially while you can only move your weaknesses marginally. So you have to address your weaknesses and for me whatever when it comes to details organization for instance you wanted to be on my calendar you and i would have still been trying to figure that out but i have someone who one who loves to take care of my calendar so i gave them your name and information and we're meeting within just a few days i wouldn't have found this time for you because i probably wouldn't have sat down to look for it I'd rather be doing what we're doing than trying to find time to do it. So I believe in augmentation. I believe that you add to yourself in the areas where you could use some help. And so as a weakness, um, you heard it a minute ago. I mean, I'm determined when I decide we're going, we are going. And so if you're not careful, that that can be a challenge. Don't you go too fast, too quick, you'll tear something up. So you got to be careful not to be a bull in a China cabinet, so to be. But it's that I struggle with that Um, again. That's about that's about it that I, I we could talk all day. I've got weaknesses as long as you got time
0: <laughs> but I, I think that's but I think that's that's poignant though. I've, I've heard the phrase higher your weaknesses, you know um, and that's essentially what you said. you know, you are in the business to where you've scaled enough, in life to where you have the resources within your business to be able to to say hey i again i I think this is where one of my areas of weakness is and i think you know me having this conversation with you kind of helps me think through some things as well because it's i want to do it you know because i have the capacity to do it one i think i got the competency to do it and i don't want to necessarily burden anyone else with it but the liberation is is that it's not a burden it's you're allowing other people to flourish in their areas of strength that just so happen to be your areas of weakness. So that augmentation—that's a good word. That's a new word for me. Um, I mean, I, I, I know what it means, but in this context, you know, augmenting your your organization by acquiring people who have the the, the strengths in the area where you have the weaknesses—that's that's that's phenomenal.
1: One one of our strongest leaders right now is uh, Patrick Lencioni. He has a new book, and this new book it's it's called um, um oh. It's about your working genius. There we go. It's called Working Genius. And he categorizes the way a team works in about six different categories. And he breaks them down by twos. And so it would be like you're going to be, two of these six will be your working genius. Two of them will be your core competencies. And two of them will be your areas of frustration. Your working genius represents the things that bring you the most fulfillment. So there are a lot of things that I can do. And quite frankly, I can do them well. I'm competent but they bring me no fulfillment. They just don't. So I I my goal in life is to work in my working genius and that is creating and delivering content. In every area whatever it is I I want to help people and I want to create and deliver content. So I want to write books, I want to preach sermons, I want to coach individuals, I want to add value to you. Those are my that's where I love to be now. You mentioned you found me on Instagram. Um, whatever post caught your eye I didn't do it, just so you know. Now, the content is mine, but to, for me to sit there and 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 shape this and do this and put the post just right and put the graphic just right, it is not a strength for me. Not only is it not a strength, it's not a competency. Not only is it not a competency, it's a frustration. So I get somebody else to do that, and then I'm going to give you content. You want content? You want to interview? This is me. I don't need any help with this, but if I, like, I, that's what you have to do. You have to know yourself. One of John Maxwell, 15 laws of growth. You have to know yourself to grow yourself. You cannot grow yourself. If you don't know yourself bottom line, you have to, you have to know who you are. You have to understand this is who I am. This is where I shine. This is what brings me fulfillment. That's a part that we often miss. And when you start out as an entrepreneur or you start out in business, one of the things you have to deal with is that you don't get to pick what you want to do. You have to do everything. OK, when when I when I started pastoring, our church was small enough to where it didn't matter if I liked it or not. I had to do it when I started my business. It didn't matter if I liked it or not. I had to do it.
0: Hey, right? hold, hold on. Wait, wait. I, I, think, I think I think I think I need you to say that again, because I think so. So this this is where the rub is. And so I, I'm so glad you said this, because I feel like there's people who want to automate and augment their processes before they've even scaled. Like, I'd say, hey, you got to, and, 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 and great, granted, if you got the resources to do it in the beginning, f- great, but I think there's some value in doing those things yourself, at least in the beginning. Now, if you've gotten large enough to where, hey, you've got a budget so to, to, to you can allocate you know, funds to paying somebody to do something, awesome, but I, I'm so glad you said that because I think far too many entrepreneurs, at least in the beginning, they'll exhaust resources that they really don't have to try to automate some processes that they can probably do themselves in the beginning. In the beginning, you know,
1: people waste money. They don't have trying to be something that they're not because they're unwilling to do the work to get to where they want to be. And there's there's no substitute for work. My my goal is to be efficient. So when I tell you that there are things that I don't like doing, but I can do, I still there are still some things that I that I do that, that. So I don't I'm not sitting in some ivory tower pointing and sending and writing checks. And the other thing is I value my money. So I, I'm not gonna invest there. If I can do it and just don't like it and it costs too much to have somebody to do it, I will tell myself in a minute, self, get over yourself and go do the work. <laughs> so, so so, I just know how do I get the most, most out of myself? And I'm most productive when I'm creating content, delivering content, delivering vision, uh, helping someone to get back on course. I'd rather be doing those things than some other things that I'm that I don't like. But but make no mistake about it, I still do my own stuff.
0: Uh, awesome! No, 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 no. I, I and I can hear that in 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 your voice. But I'm just like I said, I'm so glad I heard you. You drilled that home for me because that's one of my one of my pinch points when it, I'm looking at the landscape of of entrepreneurship. It's like, hey, guys. You just got started, you know, you know, figure the social media thing out yourself a little bit. You know, I know there might not be a strong suit, but you might not be able to afford somebody who can actually adequately do it in the beginning. Like, Get some sales on your belt, get some get some uh, get some continuity, On uh, you know, in the in the space before you start to, to completely uh, solicit other people. All right guys, we're back. We took a brief intermission there. And uh man, I guess we was getting too riled up the system uh the system wanted to interfere, run some interference. We was having some good some good conversation there, but I'm just, just gonna transition us into our next question. Um, what do you consider to be effective decision making? I know you just said you authored a book just over this subject uh, in, in a sense. And so, you know, if you can, without giving too, away too much of the sauce, I know you're selling it now. Uh, what, what can Give us a brief synopsis of, of what do you consider to be a, effective decision making?
1: Well, I, yes, I am selling the sauce. But to me, I want to add value to you. That's, that's why I do a podcast every week, 100% free with real content. So, I'm not, you know, so when you think about decision making, decision making is the next step. The decision you make now is the next step in the future of your business, your family, your life. So, effective decision making will move you closer to where you want to be. The challenge is that we often don't have a process. Many decisions are made by instincts, um, gut feel, uh, pressure circumstances. So what we've done is we've built the process. Really, it's been over my entire adult life. This process was being, being built. Had no idea it would ever be a book. But by the time we got to this phase of life, we went back and we're still using the things that we've been using to make decisions forever. And I've got clients that have used this in their business to save millions of dollars. I've got families that have used this to change the trajectory of their family. I've used it in my own life, whether it's a purchase uh, assignment, a job I take or don't take. And so effective decision making moves you closer to where you want to be and determines the trajectory of your business or your family.
0: Awesome. Um, No, I, I definitely appreciate that. And just with that snapshot you know that 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 should move some of y'all to to, to action in purchasing this book. Uh, that that this uh, young man, well, he doesn't consider himself as young, but I think he is a young. Oh man. yes, I do. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> yes, I do. Don't, take, don't take my job from me. Yes, sir.
1: I just, have, I just happen to have grandkids, but I I've been married 32. 30- but I'm still young. Don't don't let's not get it twisted.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, my apologies now that that kind of segues me into our next question. Um, if you were to meet your former self, let's, let's go back to 1996 um, and you you see a young newly uh, newly newly uh, um, new um, minister. And, and you see yourself walking with the wisdom that you have now, with the insight that you have now. What advice would you tell that young man?
1: At first, I just put my hand on his shoulder and say, "Po' baby, you, po' think, think, oh baby, you think you know? So you don't know anything. Bless your heart." Uh, what I would teach is that time is not as long as you think it is. Everybody wants something right now because they want it right now, so they're unwilling to invest two years. Two years is nothing. Four years, four years is nothing. But you begin, so I would say, slow down. I would say pay the price to equip yourself pay the whatever it takes to get yourself prepared for what you want to do i get having this big dream but it's simply a dream without a plan or a strategy if you're not equipped to reach it so i take the time and 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 let i learned some things as as a child from my grandmother she said something like Every tub has to sit on its own bottom. I think I might've been 35 or 40 years old before I figured out what that meant, but it it means that you have to stand on your own foundation. But if you don't take time to build the foundation, it will never support what you want to do. Um, So your character is going to be very important. Your preparation is going to be very important and be patient. Don't be so eager to do things so quickly. Take your time and get prepared.
0: Man, that is rich. Well, I, I I definitely appreciate you uh stopping by the TPE. Where can the people find you? Where can we find you on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, website, all the things? Where can what can where can our audience find you? I, we make it simple. It's because I have a good team
1: that tells me don't have all these different social media handles and all that. Pick one and stick with it. So I am at Rodney R Payne. Rodney R. Payne. That's on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok, and even my YouTube channel. And then my website is rodneyrpayne.com. All of my resources are there. I'd love to just chat with you. I, my, my podcast is called Speaking with One Voice. Speaking with One Voice. And it's on every platform. It's on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google, Spotify, SoundCloud. It's everywhere. Uh, we have been able to do about 152 episodes. So you can go in, they last about 20 minutes by design. Before you can finish your treadmill walk, your walk in the park, I'm gonna give you content that you can use. Um, My podcast is not necessarily for selling anything. It's really for adding value to you. I'm committed to that process. So RodneyRPain.com, RodneyRPain RodneyRPain on all social media. And then uh, I'm just really launching out on my YouTube channel what's going to be there content again that you can absorb at no cost to you so take the time sometimes you can't afford a coach sometimes you can't afford uh what it costs to invest in yourself to go to conferences but you can always click on your device and listen take notes and and so that's a good start for you obviously we're available to do other things but but um at least get the free stuff if you don't want to get anything else get the free stuff the free stuff it's free to you but it builds you. So now you're using time capital over revenue capital in order to grow yourself. And that's, that's a good way to do it. And then if, of course you need other help. We can do more than that, but that's how we do business.
0: Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you having a value first heart. Um, you know, I, 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 there needs to be a, a entry level, and it doesn't sound like this stuff is entry level. This sounds like this is is, is as good as it can be uh, without you know soliciting your service uh, services directly as a coach, um, man. But I appreciate your time. If you just hang tight, when we get ready to close this out here. Um, TPE hasn't this been incredible? This has been an awesome time. Um, I'm very thankful for um, Pastor Rodney uh, R. Payne to to come on um, and give us a, a, a little bit of his his wisdom uh give us some value add value to what we do at the here at the tpe uh hopefully maybe one day down the road our paths will cross again uh whether it be on this platform his platform uh one day we might be on the on, on a card together speaking who knows uh what 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 may be in store for us but man i'm so grateful that um i've come in contact with you um and and we can't wait to release this episode out to the people man um and until next time, hey guys, TPE, what's up? peace. It's your
1: friend, Pastor John R. Adolph from the Antioch Church in Beaumont, Texas. And I just want to slip this in right quick so you'll never forget. It's all about progress over perfection here at TPE.
0: Take this, my love, my.